Hello, everyone. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Space Social Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Crump, and I'm so excited to be with you today. So I have a really great episode planned, and I'm going to get into it in a second. I want to tell you how I planned this episode out. So I just got back from Utah. I think last week I told y'all that it was my grandparents' 70th wedding anniversary, and I was going to go spend this really fun weekend with my family celebrating them and their marriage and it was such a good weekend until last night so (laughs) so basically uh my son gets in these weird funks I promise his story is worth it it's going to be funny you're gonna laugh and it's gonna be really good birth control so my son sometimes when we're traveling we put him in like you know you put him in another room and we just leave his crib in the other room because that's how we sleep at home. And so we're like, oh, this is not going to be weird for him. So last night at about midnight, we're finishing watching American Horror Story as a family. And my son is just not having it. He is un- he's inconsolable. And then we we do everything. I mean, we 4v1 this child. Literally, my sister, my brother, my husband, and I were all trying to figure out what we could do to console him. My husband went and drove around with him for literally an hour and a half in the middle of the night in a little town in Utah County trying to get him to be happy. That didn't work. So we're like, okay, let's bring him. He'll sleep on the couches with us. Well, he thought cuddling up next to us meant playtime. And finally, after about three, four delirious hours of doing this, we're like, you know what? We're planning on going home early in the morning anyways. Let's just start our trek now. (laughs) So we hop on the road. I drive the first two hours. I get Vincent to drive and about half hour into his part, his leg of the drive. He's like, I can't keep my eyes open. I'm like, okay, great. Let's pull over because that's just completely not safe. So we pulled over at this exit it's actually this is really weird it's like one of my very favorite exits on this drive just because of the history of it so we pull over on this exit set our timer for an hour we're sleeping in this place with all these truckers just I mean a parking lot right we're sleeping in a parking lot I've never done that in my life I'm so happy we were safe because it scares the crap out of me but it just was no longer safe for us to be driving. So we finally got home after many, many hours and exhaustion and just woke up. I feel like a teenager. In fact, I never did this as a teenager. I never as a teenager stayed up all night, slept all day. It just has never been who I am. I think this is, I think it's funny, like now that it's over and even in the moment we were like, this is going to be so funny. Anyways, there's my little birth control story for you, (laughs) and I hope that you enjoyed. So also, before I get into this episode, I am not going to do this. This is not going to be a regular occurrence, but I feel like I have talked to so many women this last week about laser, and this is not sponsored in any way. I'm just trying to do my girls out there a favor. (laughs) So I do... I know this has nothing to do with marketing, but I feel like as a woman, I have to say this because I feel like this information is so gatekept from other women. I like, I just don't feel like there's a lot of information about it. So here we go. I have done laser hair removal since I was 14. I started on my mustache because I have really dark hair and then I've kind of worked my way throughout the rest of my body up until now I'm almost 27. So I've have pretty extensive experience with laser hair removal. So I 
want to tell you that you need to go if you if you like wax shave whatever the heck you need to go onto Groupon and go find a new and go get laser like I think I pay 30 bucks for two areas on my body a month it is not as expensive as waxing and it's a lot less I don't know tedious than shaving and I know that has nothing to do with marketing but I sometimes feel like they're laser hair removals brand campaigns look like they are a million bucks and some places are and I've been to places that are so expensive but I also have been to places that are not that have produced the same the same uh I guess results and it is it's gonna work out and I just feel like I need to say that and I know that has literally nothing to do with marketing but I was driving this morning and I had had a conversation with someone recently and they were like, I just don't even feel like I could do that. It's so expensive. And I was like, "Uh, it's cheaper than waxing. So I obviously had a really long drive this morning and I have been debating doing the podcast today. I was just like, you know, maybe I skip a week. It's been a crazy week. And there are some podcasts that I listen to. I am an avid podcast listener. I love them so much. I love, like, that's honestly what I credit myself to what I do today is listening to podcasts of people who are a lot smarter than me. And that's why I decided to offer this and take it so seriously, because I hope that someone who was maybe in my position two or three years ago can listen to this and be like, oh my gosh, like I'm learning these things. I'll, I'll be there one day and you will. And hopefully you'll be there sooner than I got there. So today, I obviously we had this long drive and I'm thinking, okay, what should I talk about? So first off, Today on my social media, I posted about how I do not create any of my content by myself. And I truly mean that. I get so many DMs or I talk with clients or I'm scrolling and I see people's quote unquote problems with social media and what they don't understand. And that is how I create my content. And what's really nice about that is it's around my audience, right? If if someone's in my DMs asking me about something, I know that that is a universal problem and not just a you problem. And so I speak on it and a lot of people will respond and it's great. And that's how I create my content. It is I don't feel like that should be a secret. I think everyone should do that. And I think I've even talked about that less, not as as much in specifics on the podcast before, but that's what I do. So now that I've talked about that, something that has been coming up a lot in my DMs this last week, and it's crazy because I feel like maybe the universe is just leading everyone on the same path, but I feel like every single week, I get DMs and there's just kind of a theme. And this week, it was pricing and clients. So that's what we're going to talk about today. You all have been asking me and I'm going to answer it here. So I first want to start out with the the people who are my highest paying clients are my easiest clients. Like they really are. And what that means is, and obviously I have lots of range of different ranges of clients paying, but I feel like my ones that pay me the highest, they're always so satisfied, so complimentary. They know I'm worth what I've said I'm worth and they've never questioned it. And they're just like so low maintenance, but I bring in results. So they continue to stay low maintenance because they trust the process. And I've talked to other clients about, like, I have talked to my clients about this before. Um, 
you know, I have a client I meet every Wednesday and I would just one day they were kind of telling me like they were dealing with somebody who really didn't owe them a lot of money, I guess, as, as someone in the service, in their service industry would, would think. But this client of theirs was being so stubborn and just wanted discount, discount, discount. And we finally had to talk about that and why we don't do that, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. So let's first talk about pricing. So I think we're a lot of, I've gotten a lot of emails this last week about pricing. People are like, they're usually it's service-based providers that are like, I don't know how to price myself. I don't even know where to start, which by the way, I, I think I've talked about this before. When I was starting, I truly had no idea how to price myself either. And I went and looked at people who I I thought were potential competitors, which I don't view them like that anymore. But I I went and looked at other people who did what I did and kind of copied their prices until I finally found a point that I felt really good about. So that might be a little bit of a taboo answer. (laughs) And for example, I don't put my, I don't price my coaching on my website. So you couldn't find that unless you have met with me basically. So yes, That's kind of a little tip. It might not be the most favorable tip, but when you're starting and you're just like, I have no idea how to price myself as a service-based provider, or even if it's a product, like I can tell you, I follow so many boutiques and product-based businesses and their prices are all over the place. And it's always interesting. Um, for, for example, there was a there's a new jewelry store that or boutique that my sister and I have really liked and we've bought some things from, and I've made the comment their prices are way too low, like they are, <laughs> they're going to work themselves out of a job. Their prices are way too low. People like my sister and I are buying a freaking shit ton of jewelry because it's so cheap. And they literally could double their prices and I'd probably still pay it, but they just, they've priced themselves at what they thought their product is worth and it's not really a good price. And the same thing happens with service-based providers. People will, when they start, they're like, oh, I, I don't want to take someone's money. Like, I just feel like this X amount of dollars is a lot of money and I'm just not comfortable with it. And you need to stop. Here's the deal is if you charge, like, let's say you charge 10,000, I do not charge 10,000, but let's say you charge $10,000 for a package and you meet with someone and they're like, okay, well, I actually, can we do that in half? Okay. So that what that person is saying is they feel like you're only worth half, even though you've probably done X, Y, and Z to feel like you're worth 10,000. Um, I'll tell you, I have met, I like had discovery calls with people who are like, oh, like, can I get a discount on this? And I'm like, holy hell, like some people I even go in kind of giving them a discount. I don't do that anymore because it was not working out for me mentally, but I had people who I would be like, okay, here's my experience. Here's some clients who I've worked with in the past with their approval. You can go look at their things and this is how much I feel I'm worth. And at the end they're like, well, I actually didn't want to spend that. Okay. Like that's totally fine then don't spend it. Go find someone else who there's, I'm sure there's someone else who will not charge you as much as I'm charging you, but I'm also, I know what I can do and I know my result as well is going to be good, right? So I got a DM this week and I hope this doesn't resonate with you, but if it does, it needs to be said. 
I got a DM this week from a very old friend who was talking to me about the type of client she was taking on and how she was struggling to get them to rebook or they didn't really pay her. She was a service-based provider. And I finally, she sent me this huge DM and it took me a couple days to read because I knew it was a big DM and I wanted to be really conscious and I wanted to have purpose in how I responded to her. So I had to think about it. Um, But after reading it, over a couple of times, I finally posed the question to her, "Is are these the type of clients you want to serve? And she responded that she had literally never even thought about that. So, <laughs> and that shocked me to my core. But I want you to ask yourself, are you currently serving the clients that you want to serve? Are the people that you're serving, do they give you a shit ton of anxiety? Like, I know I've had clients that I've had so much anxiety meeting with them, and now that they aren't my clients anymore life is better. (laughs) I mean, honestly. So are the people that you're serving right now, are they the clients that you want to serve? Or do you need to figure out that you need to do some tweaking and change your target audience, right? That is totally fine. You should not be working. If you are listening to this, you should not be working with people who don't see your worth. Oh, and by the way, this person also said she was charging lower than anyone else in her industry and she has 10 years of experience. I'm like, what are you doing? Stop it. Like, especially as women sometimes, I feel like we have a hard time taking money and saying prices. So we completely undervalue ourselves and it's just no way to live like this woman literally is meeting with clients that are not very nice to her that don't pay her well that won't commit to rescheduling and she's not charging a lot like what are you doing right like I I hope if you are doing something like that you can reassess because you don't deserve that deserve to have clients who are so excited to meet with you who when you say your price they're just like oh yeah, sounds great. Um, You deserve that. I feel like that's a no-brainer, right? Like you don't deserve to wonder if your clients are going to sign up with you again or if they're going to take your services again or if they're going to talk about you behind your back or if they're just going to be constantly asking for discounts and changing their meetings and not following through with what you're telling them to do. Like that's not a way to live. It's it's just not. So I hope that if you do resonate with that, you can stop (laughs) and you can go find some clients that treat you well. So I personally had an experience with this a few months ago. I had a client quit and I, you know, they had given me a lot of anxiety in the past. And when they told me that they quit, I just kind of, you know, took a deep breath I was a little surprised and that's totally fine, but I kind of felt like I almost felt grateful for the opportunity because I knew that the universe was going to put people in my, in my path who would want my, who would want my services, who would pay me well, who wouldn't make me feel bad, who, you know, just all the good things. And literally within two days of that client stopping my services, I found two clients who paid me so well, who were fine with my prices. And to this day, they are amazing, great, easy clients. And what I what that means, I guess, for me is they're people who they trust me what I do. They know I have the experience and that's why they hired me. They're constantly complimenting 
their results. I'm like, this is incredible. I love this. I love that I get paid to make people feel good about their business and their social media. That's that's what I love to do, but that's also what you deserve too. You deserve clients who make you excited to meet with you, who are excited to meet with you, who you're excited to meet with, who know your worth, who are complimenting you, who love to hear what you have to say, who you see an email from them and you're not filled with dread. I have felt that before. And I know anyone listening to that has probably felt that before too. And it's just not what we're doing anymore. We don't deserve it and we're done doing it. The process of finding your ideal client can be hard, um, but it's not impossible. And I feel like once it starts, it really does just flow. And I, I really believe in my business when I when I just kind of like let go and didn't put all this pressure and I let the universe take control, I feel like these people just flowed into my life very easy and seamlessly. And it was just, it was great. It felt so right. So you can ask yourself who your ideal client is. Um, it can be anything. Like for me, I prefer to work with women. I have a couple of male clients, but they're definitely the exception. So do you like to work with a specific gender or do you like to work with people in certain industries or do you like to work with people who are around your age or do you like to work with people who are older so you can give them your advice because they're really smart and they just might not be as savvy as you are technologically, right? Like those are things you can ask yourself and they're, they're all great people to work with, right? If it's who you want to work with. So I would encourage you to write down who your ideal client is, figure out who, who she is, but also be someone who she wants to like, does your ideal client want someone like you? Like, are you, does your ideal client want someone who's going to show up every day for them? But are you currently showing up every day? Like, these are things you need to ask yourself. And I think this will be a really good exercise for you. Also, let's say your business is newer. I'm assuming most people who listen to this, it is a little bit on the newer side, at least under five years old. So in a year from now, three years from now, five years from now, where do you see yourself? Do you see yourself working with clients who you feel a lot of anxiety getting onto a Zoom call with them? Do you see yourself working with clients who when you see their email in your inbox, you're like, oh shit, like, oh my gosh, what's this going to say? Like, I don't, I can't read this right now. Like, I'm not mentally ready to read this. I wasn't expecting this. Or are you going to work with clients who when you see their email pop in, you immediately click it because you know it's going to be great and you're so excited to hear what they have to say. I feel like that about all of my clients right now. When they send me an email, I'm like, hell yeah, I am so excited to see what so-and-so had to say to me, and I, I know it's going to be good. So <laughs> I just think you need to know that you deserve that and you're worth it. With, I know we've talked a lot about like worth and like pricing ourselves and like we're worthy for the clients we like. So I also just want to say that the amount of money you make in your business is not your entire worth. Like you are inherently worthy because you're a person and that's just it. Because you're here, you are worthy. And I know sometimes business can be hard. I've definitely had those times. I've also had really great times. Right now I feel like I'm on the up and up and I'm really happy about everything going on. But it makes those times, it makes those times where it was hard. I was, you know, learning a lot. I like to reflect on those times, but that wasn't who 
I was and that's that wasn't what made me worthy what made me worthy is I'm a human being so I just want to make sure that you know that in case you are going through some hard times in your business right now kind of a couple of closing thoughts um I want all of you to be really proud of what you do. And by that, I mean, I want you to talk about it. So I think in the past, I've told you all that I talked about what I did to somebody, to a service-based provider I go to, and they hired me. That's actually happened two times with two service-based providers I currently go to. They have hired me because I talked about it. So if it comes up, obviously I'm not saying be pushy. Oh my gosh, we all know the type. We hate those people. But if someone's like, hey, how are you doing? Be like, oh, you know, it's going well, work's going great. Obviously they're going to say, what do you do? And it can come up and you never know if they know somebody or if they themselves need your service because it, it just happens like when you're not expecting it. And I've actually gotten referrals from clients from these service-based providers who I have talked about what I do. They have sent me their friends to work with. So it's very important to talk about what you do. You need to put yourself out there. Um, You're amazing. I am so appreciative that you listen to this podcast. This is a labor of love for me. Obviously, this is completely free. And I just want this to be a resource to people who, like I said, were me two or three years ago. And I hope that everyone listening to this, I hope you all have your own podcast someday. It's booming. The industry is booming. And I hope that you will join me. Anyways, you are amazing. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.